Hi, Dio. I'm really excited to speak to our two guests today. Me too, Shivani. We will be speaking with two professors from the economics department, Mark Stair and Andre Kerman, to talk about their roles at Lebeau. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Lebeau Students Talk Leadership, a podcast by students for students. In this season, we interview members of Lebeau College's academic departments to discuss their take on leadership as experts in their fields. Here are today's interview hosts. Hello again, everyone. I'm Shivani Patel, and I'm a second year at the Lebeau College of Business, majoring in finance and business economics. And I am Diotima Roy. I'm a pre-junior at the Lebeau College of Business, majoring in economics. Today, we're joined by Dr. Mark Stair and Dr. Andre Kerman, professors of economics at the Lebeau College of Business and School of Economics. Dr. Stair, Dr. Kerman, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your roles at the college? Sure. So I've been at Drexel actually for quite a few years now. I came in as an assistant professor and sort of moved up through the ranks. And currently I'm the director of the School of uh, Econ. And I don't teach quite as many courses as I used to, but as, a, as director, you don't teach quite as many courses, but I still uh, do enjoy teaching uh, econometrics, especially to different levels of students. Yeah, so I'm Andre Kerman. I joined LeBeau about uh, five years ago. And before that, I was actually at the Federal Reserve in Washington as an economist. I also worked uh, for a number of years at Wharton visiting there, and before that in Canada, in Montreal. And originally, I'm from Switzerland, but it's been a while that I've been in the U.S. In fact, I just became a U.S. citizen not too long ago. In terms of teaching at Laveau, I teach an intermediate macro class that at least some of the students have to deal with because they usually tell me it's pretty tough. Other than that, I uh, have been teaching um, classes at the PhD level, but in the future, I will teach a, a first-year class, in fact, that uh, we will hopefully get to talk about a bit more uh, later on today. Thank you for your answer. Great to meet you guys. So just to go on, what are some careers that economic students are qualified for after graduation from Lebeau or other schools? Yes, I think that's a really great question because many students, they look ahead when they choose a major and economics is really interesting in this sense because it has so many different career paths that can be chosen afterwards, either in industry, policy, or also for doing more research, say, for instance, getting a master's or a PhD degree. Now, in terms of industry, I've seen economic students go into consulting, investment banking, but also into many, many other fields uh, that have to do with um, different applications. It could be in marketing, it could be in different uh, type of companies and so forth. So there's really a wide variety of applications. And I think that distinguishes an economic student from some other degrees, say at Lebeau, in the sense that they come out with a broad tool set that can be applied in very different situations. It's really cool to know how you know, there's so many broad fields that you can go into as an econ student. So just to move forward, in what ways has the economics industry changed over the years? And how has the Lebeau curriculum adapted to meet those changes and best prepare students? 
Well, Shivani, I'm very glad that you asked that question because we've actually been very active in the School of Econ and trying to adapt our programs to meet what we see as changing market trends. So one thing about an economics major is that it really does pair well with a lot of other fields of study. And we're seeing that it's not just in economics, but fields are becoming more interdisciplinary. And students are responding to this by wanting to pair up different areas of study um, together as part of their undergraduate curriculum. So we've responded to this in a few different ways. The first is, uh, and this is something that students may be even more aware of than faculty, but it can be difficult to double major at Drexel, especially if you are trying to combine areas from two different colleges. And so what we've done is we've taken our BA and our, especially our BS econ degree and really tried to pare down the general ed requirements to slim those down and make it easier uh, for a student to double major and also you know, to add minors if they wanted to. We've also responded to some work that shows that econ as a it's a popular major, but it's actually even more popular as a second major than as a primary major, if you look nationwide. And the growth has been in the second major over the last couple of decades. So what we've done is um, we've created what we're calling combined programs. So they're combined majors or combined degrees. And these pair econ with a, sort of a complementary area um, of study. So for example, we're gonna have a, a major in economics and business that we're rolling out this fall. And so we currently have a concentration um, in business under the BS Econ degree, but we're sort of altering that to make it a combined degree. And so this, this would appeal to the type of student who they want a business education, but they may also want some of the theoretical background and framework that comes with an economics education. And it also comes with some of the quantitative skills that come from our um, econometric sequence. Another combined program that we're um, rolling out is the economics and public health. So this, I think at first blush, these might seem like two areas that are a little unrelated, but I think to someone who's um, taken a few economics courses, they're actually quite complementary. Public health, if you talk to people who work in public health, they really are about maximizing population health broadly defined. And if you talk to an economist, economists will tell you, the outsiders think economics is about profit or um, just efficiency. But economists will tell you that really what we're about is using society's resources to maximize people's well-being. So if you think about population health and overall well-being, they're actually very closely related. It's just that the two areas have different perspectives on, on them. So uh, I think those areas are actually quite complementary and will be the first um, that we're aware of. We're the only institution that offers this uh, in the U.S., uh, so we're really, really excited about um, where that, that degree might take us and giving that opportunity to students. Another, another area where we've tried to innovate is um, uh, behavioral economics organizations in business. So this degree really builds off the trend in economics um, toward a greater emphasis on behavioral economics. So this has been taking, pla taking place for, I'd say, about 20 years. Um, and we We've seen a lot of innovation in curriculum in different departments. So many economics departments now have courses in behavioral economics, but it's still quite uncommon to find a degree that sort of specializes in this. So what we've done is we don't have a major in just behavioral economics, but we've done is we've drawn on the business school's strength in um, marketing and organizational behavior and also pulled in a little bit of strength from our colleagues over in psychology to create a degree that really straddles these um, areas. And so students then have 
sort of keen insight into behavioral science, but then also with applications to economics and business. So we're also um, excited about that program. But let me, let me pause here a second and let, let my colleague chime in, because we do have five of these new combined programs, and I don't want to steal all the thunder by describing um, all of them myself. No, that's right, Mark. We uh, actually worked really hard over the past year to come up with what looks like a large number of, uh, of new uh, exciting programs. Mark mentioned three of them, and uh, we have two more. So we have a total of five combined majors. Um, so the other two that um, I'm going to briefly talk about are econ and data science and then econ and math. So for econ and data science, we feel like this is really hitting the spot of where a lot of students have strong interests, but also where a lot of industry is, is looking for, for people, namely someone who has the foundations in terms of understanding economic mechanisms, but then also has a lot of hands-on experience with data management, uh, data science, more generally speaking. And uh, so this is a really interesting uh, combined major, and hopefully we uh, get to talk a little bit more about this in, in just a minute. The other program, Econ and Math, is sort of a natural uh, continuation of what we had already as a concentration in mathematics. It's only now that we want to make it a combined major, because there's quite a few people who want to know about economics, but and then also go a little bit deeper in terms of modeling, for instance, uh, econ and math is also a very good preparation for someone who is interested in doing graduate studies, where modeling becomes more important. And so uh, this econ and math uh, combined matrix just putting uh, this all in official form uh, as, as one of these combined majors. So we have a total of five combined majors. We are really at the forefront here uh, relative to many other universities in offering those. There's very few uh, other institutions that offer those, and we feel very excited about that and hope the students at Lebeau and more generally at Drexel also will feel uh, interested in these programs. Those are some really exciting updates. I'm sure we'll get a lot of interest in these new majors. Just to go back for a minute, the econ and data science program you talked about seems like a joint collaboration between the Lebeau College of Business and the College of Computing and Informatics at Drexel. So could you maybe elaborate a little more about the joint collaboration and the major itself? Sure. So as you said, this is truly a joint collaboration between Lebeau and CCI. I think historically at Drexel colleges have been a little bit siloed, and this has been a little bit of an impediment to innovation. And so this degree really represents an effort, you know, it really comes from the office of the provost is sort of looking at the colleges to develop more programs that really straddle colleges. And again, it's that idea that students do want an interdisciplinary program. They want their degree to reflect different areas of study often and increasingly. And the provost would like to find you know, ways that the institution can do this to better serve the students. And so this is an initiative at the undergraduate level. And Drexel is also moving at the graduate level. There's sort of a sister program at the master's level that LeBeau is working on with CCI. So I think students can look forward to more of these sort of collaborations in the future. So Mark, like you said, LeBeau is continuing to meet the needs of the market and find ways to better serve the student body, which I think spotlights the leadership within the econ department. How would you describe your leadership style? 
Yeah, so I don't really see myself as a real top-down type of person. I think the most important thing for me <laughs> is to listen to the people in the School of Economics and hear what they have to say about what they think we should be doing. So, you know, the ideas for all these combined programs and changing our majors, that didn't come from me. That came from other people in the department. I certainly had ideas about some of the programs, but this was definitely a joint effort. And I think as for me as director, what I need to do, and you know, I like to listen to what people have to say. And I think it's, it, you have to sort of develop a reputation for being willing to listen, then people are willing to speak. And then I think you get better ideas as a whole. So I think that's how I would describe my leadership style. I don't wanna, I don't wanna have a climate where people <laughs> don't wanna share their ideas. It's great to hear that the econ department collaborated to make these changes together. And as an econ student myself, I also had the opportunity to make my voice heard about the pros and cons of the econ major we had before. So I'm very appreciative of the fact that that was taken into consideration. And to add on to that, I have seen firsthand how we are preparing in the classroom for a career in the industry. So what are some things we can get involved with or maybe skills we can strengthen outside of the classroom? Yes, uh, I think that's a really important and great question. Economics sometimes, especially when you start, can look a little bit dry sometimes, right? You learn about some big ideas, maybe some graphs that the professors put on the board and you don't quite know how, what to make of it. it. Sounds kind of, you're playing with a little Lego world somewhere, right? And, and maybe that seems a bit far from the real world, but you learn later on, at least that was my experience uh, when I worked in industry and, and at the Fed, but also I've heard this from many other people that you know, down the road, when they go into a career, they learn, they come back to these ideas and it helps them think it's providing them a framework. Now, how can you get sort of prepared for the transition to a career? I think what's, first of all, I should say, what's really interesting at Drexel is the co-op program where students are forced to very early go and do internships, co-ops, and, and actually apply some of what they learned in a setting uh, that, that is much more practical. Now, in terms of preparation, aside from the co-ops, which are already, I think, just a really great idea, I would, I would urge students, you know, just get your hands dirty. Take classes that have maybe some empirical content where you have to deal with some data. And once you start looking at the data and you try to understand what's going on, then you come back to what you've learned in different classes. And I, I think that's just going to make it that much more exciting. Um, in that regard, in fact, we are introducing also a new class. So we've really been busy over the last year. We're in introducing a new class for first year students and they start uh, at Lebeau. And that class is called uh, Big Data to Solve Economic and Societal Problems. It's uh, going to be taught by me. It's a, it's a class that really just shows students how they can use data and especially huge data sets that have become available over the last decade or so to look into big questions such as income inequality, uh, such as how taxes affect behavior of people and many, many other topics. So that class we hope is a gateway or a stepping stone for students to really get their, as I said, get their hands dirty and get interested in applying the concepts that they learn in the classroom. The other thing that I also uh, urge students to do, although maybe not everyone is, is inclined to do so, is to try to work with a professor, maybe uh, do some research assistant work 
uh, Diotima, for instance, right? You have been working with me over the past year and um, it showed you a little bit of what research could be all about, what kind of questions we're looking at, how to get your hands dirty. So I think, you know, try to go out there and apply, apply what you learn in, in these classes. Uh, I think that's really, that makes economics that much more exciting and it prepares you for a career in the industry. Andre, I'm really glad uh, you touched on all this because students are always looking to get their hands dirty and, uh, you know, strengthen their skills outside of the classroom. So just building off of that, how important do you think uh, co-op is to a Libo student's education? I can take that one. So I think it is, I think it's a great opportunity. And looking back on my undergraduate, um, the courses were great, but I really think it would have been fantastic to have the opportunity to go work you know, for these six month periods, one or three of them during my undergraduate career to sort of test drive different sort of occupational settings or career choices. I think that it's a great opportunity. So I think Drexel students should take full advantage of that. And I think also outside the classroom, there are important things that, you know, we do teach most, many classes have group projects and other things, but there are certain skills that you really get from the workplace. And then co-op really provides that in a way that other institutions can't. So, you know, outside of co-op, I think students should also, that you can build these skills also by getting involved in some leadership roles. So, you know, maybe the Drexel Economic Society or other sorts of student organizations. I think, um, you know, leadership skills, those are, I think economics courses offer a lot of things, but that might be one area where getting involved outside the classroom may be a, a better way to build those skills. And certainly in co-op, you're gaining, you know, practical experience too and things that you couldn't necessarily learn in a classroom. So I, I think the co-op program is great. And every time, you know, I talk about working at Drexel and people ask me to talk about Drexel and I describe the co-op program, everyone thinks it's a, a great idea. You know, even if they're not familiar with it, co-op schools aren't all that common. There's only a few of them in the U.S., but everyone always talks about what a great idea they think it is. Yeah, I would like to add to that here also that I think the co-op program offers this amazing opportunity for students to figure out what they really want to do after their undergrad. And I think back to when I was an undergrad, I remember I was in my last year and, you know, I, I did interviews with a lot of companies, consulting, banking, all kinds of different companies. I had no idea what I really was interested in. Then I was also thinking about maybe doing a, a, a PhD. So I was really confused. So I think this co-op program is, is, is a way of kind of stepping into this big candy store and sampling a few candies and see which ones you like. And I think this is, you know, there's only a few programs in the US that, that offer this, Drexel being one of them. And I think it's such a great opportunity. It distinguishes Drexels from many other places. I hear from many people here in Philadelphia who I know they think very highly of, of the co-ops and of Drexel students more generally. So I, I just think it's a terrific program we have. And I, I bet that in the future, other universities are going to adopt similar programs as well. Just to follow up on that, what kind of co-ops do you see economic students at Drexel gravitate towards? So in, you know, in Drexel, because the economics School of Economics is located inside the business school, I think there's a tendency for many of the co-ops to have a business orientation. So we do see a fair number of students taking jobs related to insurance or finance. Those might be the biggest categories, but I think they're really, there is a, a large variety of sort of co-ops that econ students could move into. It is really a framework 
for thinking about the world and thinking about, you know, it teaches you to think about especially how people are going to react to something that you might do. Economics is a study of incentives. So, you know, and that's useful. That's generally applicable in almost any situation you can think of, you know, sort of at game theory. Game theory is all about given my actions, what are other people likely to do? And economics really teaches students that type of thinking and also some analytical tools. And I think those are just broadly applicable to a lot of different areas. So I think there are a lot of different co-ops available, uh, but because we're in a business school, we've seen students getting more of those types of co-ops over the years. Yeah, I, I want to follow up on this. I, I think uh, Mark is totally right with that, that you sort of oriented a lot of students towards business, which is great. But at the same time, we're hoping, especially with these new combined majors, that we also show students that there are many other opportunities so, you know, think of this econ and public health, right? This could open up many other um, opportunities where economists work, especially in the public health space or in the nonprofit space. Uh, same goes with the behavioral major that, that we have. Or then on the econ and data science side that, you know, econ students think more about also going into um, a co-op, for instance, that is oriented towards uh, data analysis, um, uh, we think there's really broad applications and, and um, not just in business, but in many, many other fields. And um, just to add on to that myself, um, last year I did my co-op as a research assistant within the School of Economics. So there's definitely opportunities for students to work at Drexel itself as a co-op student, as well as gain research as well and leadership experience while doing that. So the co-op program is really flexible in that terms. And just to go back a little bit, so how did you both get started in your careers? We want to know a little more about you. I'm sure I can, I can go first. So after I finished my undergraduate, I think I was in a similar um, position. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. My undergraduate degree was actually in molecular biology, although I had taken the intermediate economic sequence. So I decided I would be an English teacher in China. So I taught, this was back in... 1992. But even then, you could see how quickly certain parts of China were growing, especially the coastal areas. I was actually inland where the growth hadn't taken off quite as quickly yet, but still there were signs of it everywhere. So I just kind of got fascinated by that process, just seeing how fast it was happening and kind of wondering what is making all this happen and why is it happening here and why is it not happening in other places? So that really got me thinking about economics. I then taught English for two more years in Japan before applying to graduate school in economics. So that was kind of my start. I kind of got started on a whim, I guess. I, uh, I, in my third year of undergraduate, which I did in Switzerland, I, I was an exchange student at the University of Michigan, and I thought this was pretty intriguing. I took some graduate classes there already because in Switzerland, you don't have any gen ed requirements. So it's a little bit different. You just do economics and that's it, at least in my case. And so, yeah, I found this interesting, intriguing. I went back to Switzerland for my last year. And I remember I got this big, uh, you know, nice offer from a consulting firm, one of the top consulting firms in the world. And uh, that was really enticing. But then I thought, well, I can do this maybe later if I really want to do it. Instead, let me go back to grad school. And uh, I wanted to go back to the U.S., see what this is all about. And, and so I uh, went back to the U.S. for graduate school at the University of Virginia. And um, 
I did, I did do a, um, a short stint with the consulting firm in question, and uh, I liked it a lot, but I guess it also just cemented my view that I wanted to first learn more about what makes the world tick. How do especially some economies do better than others? Some people do better than others. And I just thought these were really interesting questions. And, and one thing led to another, and that became, uh, I got a PhD and I got a job first at a university and then at the Fed. And I... Never looked back, I suppose. Wow, it's really interesting to hear how you both got started in your careers. And just to kind of loop it back to your teaching and the economics department, imagine you overhear a group of your former students talking about the impact you made on them. What do you hope to hear them say? I think uh, what I want them to hear that would make me really happy, let's put it this way, is that they say, I learned how to think critically how to step back, how to think about the assumption that someone makes when they say this and this will happen or this and this is what we are always doing. Economic students, they, they think in very conceptual ways. Right? In the beginning, I just mentioned this before, we are doing these little toy models. Sounds very far from reality. I agree. It's a way of thinking in the most abstract terms about really complicated problems. And if students can remember that and take them with them into their careers, whatever they do, then we've succeeded. Yeah, so I certainly would be very happy if my students made a similar comment about me. I, I agree. And thinking, you know, because I often teach econometrics, um, something more specific, perhaps, or a subset of that would be, I, I, I would like students to, when they hear somebody, you know, maybe they read in the newspaper or they hear on the radio some study that somebody did, I want the students to think to themselves, well, what would I want to know about how that study was designed in order for me to believe it? Or what would I need to know about the data in order for me to agree with the statement that was just made and not just accept it at face value? And so that, I mean, that really also is just a restatement of this idea of being able to think critically about what were the assumptions behind the statement that was just made. But to sort of answer your question, I would want my students to be saying that they felt that they learned how to do that by taking one of the classes that I teach or classes in the School of Economics. Yeah. Thank you for your insights. We definitely enjoyed hearing about your careers, the new majors being offered by the School of Economics, as well as the co-op program and how it prepares students for the real world. Once again, we appreciate having you here with us. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much, Teotimo and Shivani. It was really great and uh, wish you guys all the best. This has been LeBeau Students Talk Leadership, a podcast from the Dean's Student Advisory Board of Drexel University's LeBeau College of Business. Opinions expressed are awesome, but may not reflect the views of the college or university. Thanks for listening and join us again for our next episode.